All right, so Des, today uh, you're going to be telling us and talking us through a little bit about RTX as an example of hardware vendors pushing new technology. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, so tell us a little uh, bit more about it. RTX is um, a, you know, ray tracing for those of you uh, who don't know, um, but the a, RTX is a, a I very. Just imagine. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I just imagine they some guy named Ray. <laughs> yeah, Ray's tracing. He's like, hey guys, I got this, I got this crazy. He's like an NVIDIA engineer. I like NVIDIA. He's like, guys, I got this crazy idea. Uh, I'm calling it multiplex quad uh tri trigonomic uh tracing. And he's like, oh guys, we now come up with the, the marketing team is like, we need to come up with a better name. Well, be the better. guy's name is Ray, right? How about we, how about we call it Ray's Tracing? Yeah, that's bingo. We came up with the name, guys, Ray Tracing. Uh, I'm sorry. If, if only that's where it came from. But no, it comes from the name of, um, you know, basically it's doing computation based on um, a ray of light and what the ray of light would bounce, bounce off of and so I, it, in what way it bounces off of it. Yeah. This technology is old. I have people have been ray tracing for 30 years. So yes. let's wait, wait, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah it, I've, I've heard of ray tracing. Sorry. I've, I've, I've only known of ray tracing to be like modern day Spider-Man technology kind of thing. No, no, yeah. I've, it's, I've... it's been around for a very, very long time. Like even Whoa. back in college, uh, college students were doing demos in graphics classes of demos of building ray tracing algorithms. The thing about it is it's really, really slow. If you do an entire scene with uh, ray tracing, you have to basically fire a lot, a, just an incredibly large number of rays in random directions to fill out the image to see what it bounces on. And it produces a really incredible image. I, but it's really computationally intense. I've, I have had people that have produced ray traced images for a very long time, and they're usually exceptionally high quality compared Exceptional. to. So, would it be fair to say that the ray tracing we talk about now in games like Spider Man and all, like, you know, Battlefield and things like that, is that where we now have the computational power essentially to do ray tracing in real time? Is that what I have that correct? Sort of. Okay. So, partially. And really what the ray tracing ends up being is uh supplemental um so they you fire a limited number of rays and then they can tell where those rays land and how they bounce and so they use that information to augment the traditional they're not they're not building an entire scene based solely on ray tracing it's still the rasterization process augmented with ray tracing in certain special cases basically so it's not even a full fully ray trace scene it's just they can take some elements like shadows they can they can do things like figure out where shadows should be a little bit better so huh interesting because i always imagined like ray tracing being like what you kind of described like 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 um like lens flares and like sun being like God rays, like that kind of, that kind of jazz, but we're correct me if I'm wrong, but like with ray tracing today, we're often talking about like reflections as well. Right. That's like a right. big, yeah. And that's, that's a big one. That's a big one because reflections are, are traditionally very hard with rasterization because you have to do all these tricks. 
but if you just fire rays at the thing, <clears throat> excuse me, then you can you can see exactly where the light bounces to and you can map that onto the surface. So reflections are, are a key area where it really helps. But you get a limited amount of capacity um, to do ray tracing. One of the, the things that, that companies are doing is trying to increase, basically increase the computational availability of ray tracing. And so the dream is ultimately, you know, like, like uh, movies that use, that are rendered either like uh, Monsters, Inc. or anything animated that is kind of uses realistic lighting techniques. Um, a lot of what they do is is ray tracing, which is why those movies take so long to render. It's because they're doing an ultra-realistic representation of what you would see. So, But you can't do that at 60 frames a second. No, and that's, that's fair. So... And I, I I hate to ask the same maybe the same question twice, and I don't mean to. But is it is why? Uh, I'll maybe phrase it in a different way. So why is ray tracing become so? Why has it become like a buzzword in the gaming industry? Like why now? Is it because of the computational power is such now that we can kind of finally finally do it at sixty frames per second? That is exactly the question that I want to ask. Why is it such a big deal? Because I don't know if you've actually seen comparisons between um, games that support it, a limited number of games support it, first of all. But if you turn ray tracing on versus ray tracing off, I don't know if you've seen side-by-side -side comparisons. Oh, yeah. They have uh, online, you can see some examples. Ooh, yeah, yes. Look NVIDIA has a, like an example picture. And the ones that NVIDIA is going to show are the ones that show off ray tracing the yeah. most. Um, but a lot of games, you actually can't really tell. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's like so many benchmarks that aren't real. Aren't, yep. Don't really reflect reality. And, and one of the most uh, amazing changes that I've ever seen is if you ray trace Minecraft. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and, but... You're setting a really low bar there, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of uh, really. <laughs> so this well, is and, this and... is Minecraft, and then this is okay. Minecraft with effort. Right. So I, it, so I when I years ago I got, uh, 3DFX Voodoo, one of the original. Like, oh, I heard of I this. Had, okay, had, so yes, yeah. it, you had to slot two video cards in. And you had to have a cable that passed through that they fixed this really quickly. But the very first version of it was a 2D card that would patch into the Voodoo card. And then the Voodoo card handled one and the, and the 2D handled another. And they had a game, MechWarrior. The first oh, yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And specifically, MechWarrior supported both modes. I will tell you that MechWarrior alone, that single game, I was like, I'm going with 3D cards from this point forward, right? Yeah. It's just the chain. The experience of that game was so different with a proper 3D card. I was I was sold. Even though it was so overpriced and overpowered almost immediately. So if you find that one killer game where like Quake did that for certain things too. Like there's just certain technologies for which that game uses it and all of a sudden it's all the rage. So is there anything well, like that today? No, and that's that's actually my point is back in the 3D re uh, revolution, 
um like you could immediately see okay 3d acceleration is real like this is this is the future like you could see it immediately because immediately you feel the impact of that performance ray tracing is more like i mean honestly some a lot of times it's hard to tell uh games that actually use rasterization techniques to put a lot of effort into making their games look really good don't actually benefit from ray tracing that much if at all and it's really the the most of the demos you see are games like minecraft or older games which they've turned ray tracing on and just made the graphics better but you're you're looking at stuff that what old rasterization that wasn't actually that great to begin with that said that said in theory ray tracing is the future right because it takes if you have the computation power it takes a lot less effort from the game's perspective to actually build a scene that is ray traced because so, you have to define your geometry and the materials and how the light bounces off those materials and the game will just do it for you so i have you guys ever heard of something called push technology i uh, know it it was a big term in the early days of the internet. Everything today in the internet has push technology, what they would have called that. Where, you know, like you, you go onto a website and the ad pops up and you see a bunch of images and stuff going on. That was that was not possible. Very it was very impractical to do that. Right. In nineteen ninety four. People were selling this as this big technology. And you'd see people do that. And then it failed. Or another one is I recently I uh, interviewed a guy who works at Instacart for a job. And the first thing I mentioned was back in 1990s when the first concept that I used to get my groceries, early 90s, would get my groceries delivered to my house from what is now basically all these services. They were just too far ahead of the time, right? The, the question isn't, is it valuable now? At which point they may right. be selling technologies too early. The question is, is it the future? Because it's not the first time that I've seen technology no. that's a little too ahead. It's not quite ready for prime time that gets out there kind of fails. And then because it's fundamentally a good concept and ray tracing clearly has some technical advantages that people will go there's, it's better for this. Then when the technology finally catches up or they, or they find a way to kind of get there, then the technology becomes mainstream. And in the meantime, it's something that's a little bit novel. Like, I would say like the VR we talked about last week, I don't think that's anywhere near prime time. I think that's way oversold and it's been not ready for prime time for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I think this may be more of a, they're kind of at the edge of what the technology can do and just give them a few more iterations and it will be feasible to do this. That's, and that's my first guess. I am, I am wondering if that's actually, cause that's what I thought at first, but I'm wondering if that's actually not, where this will end up. And I have two reasons for that, really. Okay. Um, number one is the graphical fidelity increase. So, you know, back, back in the day when, for example, Apple launched the first retina display on iPhone, where you, you, the fidelity was beyond which the human eye could perceive. Um, and so increasing in resolution past that point doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
And I'm wondering if that's where rasterization technology basically is. And you can always improve it. You can always, you know, have um, incremental improvements on that graphics capability with rasterization technology. Like they keep making it better and better and better. But when you when you do the same thing and your average person can't tell the difference between the ray traced version and the rasterized version, does it does it really matter? So I, I will give you the uh, uh, red letter media guys. Basically, you, you you can't see it, but your brain does kind of thing. So the question is, I, I can't get their quote exactly right. Besides that, probably patented it or trademarked it. But it, but it is one of the things they talk about that yeah. sometimes you're you not you can't immediately detect it, but your subconscious is aware. I don't know if that's in play here. I, I, I don't, don't know. have enough examples. Well, cer- certainly not with today's te- level of technology, um, because I mean, people. If you push your if you push two versions of the game, one has it turned on, one has it turned off. Um, at somebody who knows what what to look for, they can tell the difference in so, very, very subtle ways, but your average person cannot. So I'll say the following, right? It, I don't know if they still use the millions of polygons thing in 3D cards. That was big for a long time. I, I open question, do they still, is that still the approach? They still have polygon budgets, yes. So think about that, right? That I remember the old games where you could see those polygons. Most games yep. I play today, I'd really have to, really, really have to get in close to see those polygons. There is some point at which my eye can't tell. And yet the truth is, is that over the last years, even though the improvements are almost at the limit of what my eye can see, I will tell you it still looks better. Like when they remastered Mass Effect, the technology when Mass Effect came out was still pretty good, but it's even better now. Now the changes are small and subtle, but they are there. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's a cumulative thing where it's maybe not one specific immediate thing. It may not immediately jump out to you, but with enough of it, you can sense it. Like it, if you add enough small things, and this may be one of those tricks in the toolbox, right? Yep. Now, of course, the alternative could be what I think you sort of wanted to speculate, which is they got to sell product. Yep. And this, well, is the, this is the place where they can push more money and get you to overpay. I mean, I don't remember the old macho flops. You ever heard that term? No. Uh, no. It's it's an old jokey term for the speed of the processor. It tells you oh, something yeah. about. It tells Ma- you something. Wait, is it yeah. macho flops? Macho flops. So why so, was it called like they, that? It's a joke on the fact that they tell you so many megahertz, right? And it was just, it's just, it, it's one of those. I heard that term a long time ago, but essentially, they would sell you two processes and they would quote some number of its speed. Of course. The reality they didn't tell you was it depended on how good your motherboard was. It depended on how fast your memory was. It depended on how fast your hard drives were, like the other things that mattered more. Like, and what they were doing is they were selling you the macho fop premium. I may have the term slightly wrong, but they were telling you, they were selling you a premium. They were giving you a little bit of improvement in a number that had almost no practical improvement, but they could charge a 30% or 40% increase in price. Right? Yeah. The same thing, instead of paying $300, you were paying $500. You wouldn't notice the improvement. Nobody would notice the improvement, but it was there on the sheet of paper. So that does happen in this business. Well, and but and here's the thing about that is that does serve a purpose in that 
in the pursuit of better and better performance, sometimes paying a premium for something that's not quite ready yet is actually beneficial in the long term. So if uh, paying NVIDIA for RTX versions of cards that isn't really that beneficial right now gets it them to invest enough time and energy into it to make it beneficial in the future, then maybe that's worth it. But here's the other side of this coin with ray tracing is ray tracing is as far as I understand it, a fundamentally worse technology on performance. Yeah. And but We're already true. struggling. <laughs> but that was true when the first 3D cards came out, right? The whole reason you had to have a special 3D card was because it took so much extra processing power. Yes. It was the old, like, the, you had to have a special card just because the standard CPU just could not handle the workload. Couldn't handle it, yep. And, and so, yes, the original 3D was exactly that. It, the budget of the processor just couldn't handle it, and the solution was to essentially give you more power through some sort of additional technology. And for a while there, it was they kind of went back and forth. You had your separate card, then they put it on the, the motherboard. But I think, you know, for serious gaming, that's not what you do, right? It's like you go buy your own special card. Right. They can make they can make a perfectly serviceable video card, stick it on the main board. Like that's totally doable. It's when you push those limits that you have to get this extra technology. So I'm not as concerned about that because you know, I guess my biggest concern would be with my machine ignite from all the heat inside the thing, which is well, legit, which is a legitimate risk with some of these yep. things. You know? Well, and that's what, what we're we're pushing. Um, essentially, Moore's law is starting to kind of break down. We hit that a long time ago. Yeah, and but we're the the amount of power and the processing power and we're already talking about cards that are, are external to the processor. We're already, these are already running on graphics cards yeah. and we may be at a point where the combination of your, I can't really tell the difference. You can't maybe, maybe your brain can, I don't know. Um, especially as the technology matures, maybe it, it, your brain will be able to tell the difference, but will it be able to tell enough of a difference for the extra cost of the the card to actually run it. I, I have my doubts right now for certainly. Um, my suspicion was that this will be my guess. This is a guess is because there are some technical improvements involved. And because those technical improvements are computationally expensive and it's hard for the hardware to do it, it's probably not quite ready. But if it follows the historical pattern, it will be ready in a few years. I, I, that's, that is very much the tradition. Yep. Anything which isn't needed or which gets superseded, that those die, right? It's, it's common for new ideas to come out. And then um, I, I, I used to have all kinds of old hardware that have been replaced by a better version, right? Right. Uh, I, I used to have one of those you know, big, big floppy disks with really large amounts of storage space. Well, now you have the jump drives do the same thing, right? They just miniaturize technology almost to the point of ridiculous. Yep. So I could see maybe it getting superseded, but if the basic idea is helpful in some way and the technology can get there, 
because they do improve. Now, admittedly, some of the modern day is just cheating. You're just multi-core and other things. But they also get better in algorithms. There is improvements in algorithm design, better ways of cheat, you know, little cheats you do. So I'm not totally negative on the idea that it could be the future. I'm guessing, given the prices and computational things you're talking about, it's probably a little bit more of a marketing premium kind of thing today. Maybe. That's that's hard to tell because NVIDIA uh, really the people making money off of graphics cards are NVIDIA, not even any of the because uh, there's the NVIDIA partners who actually put the cards together like that buy the chips off of NVIDIA and actually put it on a card with the the fans and, and whatnot. They don't make hardly any money. NVIDIA makes all the money. Um, so, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that at the moment, this is kind of NVIDIA pushing a technology before it's really that beneficial, which happens all the time. I'm just, I am interested in, as gamers, um, what do we do kind of in this, like cards are really expensive right now. Oh, my short answer, I don't buy the high end. I just don't. It's crazy. I buy second line stuff that's good and does everything I want. But keep in mind, I don't generally play the highest, best games out there. And if I do, I put them on lower settings because I just I don't want to do it. I I could afford them, but I think it's just insane. Now, I, I admit I buy $300 video cards, so I don't buy like, you know, I don't buy cheap, cheap. But at the same time, it's, right, right. I I just won't go that extra mile. I don't think it's worth it. Well, there's and, a lot of gamers that apparently will. Yeah, but there, there's there's people that spend $10,000 as whales on games where I don't even know what they're right. buying, right? There, there's, always a, there's, <laughs> there's, there's always a market for someone with, with disposable cash to overspend money. That seems to be the nature of human existence. But it's really how many, how much. You know, it, they'll do it as long as there's enough people willing to pay that premium to justify the research and development costs. And if they don't, they'll take it off the market. It's a, it's a basic equation. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, CPAIR doesn't seem like he's excited about going out and doing it. He might surprise me. But um, you know, I just I, I want to get my value for my money. And I've generally found that with hardware, you generally don't buy the best stuff. You buy the stuff right below that. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. No, no, no. I'm with you. Like I right now inside of my computer is uh, 2070. Right. Like I don't have a 20. Like, yeah, I don't have the laser grace. And I think that this, this was right at the time when the 30 series graphics cards were coming out. Right. So I was like, oh, perfect. Right. I can now go and buy a 20 series graphics card and I can get it for a lot cheaper. So yeah, mine's, yeah. A, mine's a 2060, which I'm very happy with. Oh, yeah. No. It, it Yeah. I'm pleasantly pleased with what's going on. Yeah. With the 20 series graphics cards. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I have a 20 series as well. All right, guys, we all have 20 series, okay? We all have 20 series. <laughs> we all have a similar opinion of the matter. Well, and I, we, I, our listeners, our listeners are like, okay, guys, we get it. You're rich. <laughs> well, most of the time. You got that, you got that silicon time, money. All about, <laughs> I'm all about like having the, like I love raw performance, like raw processing power. It's just something about it that just appeals to me. That's and actually, I had intended to buy a That's going to be series. our first t-shirt is I love those macho flops. <laughs> actually, I actually looked it up that those are uh, millions. Let's see here. It's from it's macho and mega flop. It's a Yeah, you sent us a link. <laughs> yeah. 1 million floating operations per second. 
and it was essentially the joke was is that they were selling the speed of a computer and marketing materials as if that was what was really driving it. So it just became a term, macho flops. Yeah. And it's it's one of those funny little terms that refers to basically buying a fake premium. So but you you well, apparently so you like the big fancy stuff. That's what I, I do because and I also like because I am one of those people who can actually make use of it. And are even you, if it's for just why are you why are you making a Commodore 64 if you want the coolest newest stuff? different reasons different okay reasons. okay i'm like you want to go like you're going old school <laughs> but but so i had intended to buy a 30 series right and then the then the whole like pricing inflation thing happened and i was like well i can't afford one now yeah. because they're like three times the price that they should be and uh, then no 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 dude it's the price people will pay i don't go with that should be thing well i i well, it was three times the price that I was willing to pay. We're, we're not talking about food here, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but I was like, well, now I can't. Now I can't afford one because. And then they came back down, and now they're back reasonable, where in the ballpark of where I would pay for one. But no, I, I realized, I, like, I, I made it all that time without needing one, and I still actually don't need one. So I went ten years. So I had upgraded my computer like every year for two years until basically I got married and had no money. And the next upgrade went almost 10 years. And I was like, apparently these things last a lot longer than you think they're going to. Yeah. And, and so the reality is, yes, I reached a point where the, the only reason I have the good video card on my computer, to be honest, is because I decided to splurge. You know, had a good year at work, got a nice little bonus. Said I'm going to spend the bonus on a uh, on a Alienware uh, laptop. Booted that thing up. It was about twice the speed of my PC, <laughs> my desktop. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to upgrade my desktop. <laughs> yep. Like, if my if my laptop is running faster than my desktop, my desktop's way behind. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying, actually. It was like it, my desktop took like a you know five minutes to load something. It took like a minute to load on the laptop, and I'm like, okay, I it's time to upgrade. But the yeah. point is, is you you can unless you are playing the absolute newest games, which some people do. You and even then, you can generally play it on lower setting. I like play it on lower settings that yeah. still look great. By exactly. The way. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a myth that you have to have the best. In any game that requires the best, is a bad idea. Like. It's if the game developers can't make a game for second line hardware, they they don't know what they're doing and they don't understand their audience. Can it run Crisis? The age old question. Well, can it? <laughs> now it's uh, can it run Minecraft with uh, ray tracing on? Ray, ray, ray tracing, yeah. <laughs> and no, no, I mean, general, I, it, it, the fact that anything can run Minecraft at all, given the way that thing's coded, is a miracle. It, well, it's a testament to how much extra hardware we actually have in our machines. I, I I have played modded Minecraft. That stuff crashes so much. Like this, it just that that original code can just barely handle stuff. It's it's kind of sad actually. But, well, it's because it was a it was not an, ever intended to be an actually high performance product. It was a it was a hobby. It was a a passion take, project. Take one look at a creeper and realize that he didn't intend it to be a creeper, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah, I guess. Exactly. I guess my question really is, and I don't really have an answer, but my question is how much should we buy into the, 
let's pay a premium for hardware so that we get the next generation stuff that eventually ray tracing will be worth something. My answer, zero dollars and zero cents. Interesting. I won't pay for that. I just don't. Do you think, why is that? I pay for functional. And if I actually had some need for it, I would buy it. It has been years since I have had an actual need for it to buy the highest line premium product. Okay, I have a, I have a decent cart because I was reaching the point where I was realizing that the better games out there do need it to really yeah. do the things I want to do. But that's as far as I want to go. I will not spend beyond that. And if you're giving me a technology that I cannot see an improvement on and which requires a massive increase in price, I won't spend any money on it. That's just the kind of person I am. I'll, I'll waste money on a lot of stuff, but I don't waste money on that. So that's just my rule. Yeah, I, I think I, that makes sense. And, and to be completely fair, that's a personal rule. There, For some people, like, I buy a lot of bad movies. Like, I, I have a giant collection of bad movie trash. I won't say it was worth any of the money I paid for it, but I'm happy to have it because I enjoy that kind of thing. So it is a matter of personal taste. I, yeah, I'm on the fence. I just don't know because I want. Well, I think I, that's, I, I think that's telling. If you buy high-end equipment and you don't think it's worth it or you're concerned it's not worth it, that's probably a sign it's not worth it. I just, I really want it. I just, yeah. I'm looking at it going, I just, I can't, I can't I justify it. I want to win the lottery. I mean, that's yeah, not, I mean, not, yeah, not, a, yeah. not a practical choice. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it, and I, I you know, I do enjoy seeing the the demos of beautiful, beautiful looking water in Minecraft. And I just look at that and go, I'm not going to pay for a 40 series graphics card so that my Minecraft water looks good. I think what drives me is that that card will cost one third the amount in a couple of years and I'll get to enjoy it. Now, to be completely fair, I'm the kind of guy that has a large collection of games that came out two years ago that I've bought for cheap and get way more value out of. But so, even the, the games that we're talk, we've talked about so far today don't need any of these cards. Right? Yes, which, which is an answer to the question to me. It's like doesn't need means why buy, right? I, look, I get it. There, I've, I've got a collection of Legos and rockets on my, like that's my thing. I collect those. They don't have any practical value. I just like them. So there's room for that. I don't think there's an, I don't think there's going to be a lot of those because, but there will, some people will agree to pay for it. Part of the reason I won't pay more is because I am from the computing era where every two years, the technology was completely obsolete. And it's a habit. I haven't really, it's like, that's my version of the depression, right? Like right, my right. grand, my grandfather would never recycle, he'd recycle everything, never waste anything. I've heard that story a million times, right? My version of it is that I'm used to hardware being obsolete fairly quickly. And so the idea that I should pay for the premium thing when there's going to be something equally good coming along soon for half the price is just the way I look at it. I just, I'm going to wait for the deal. I do and, think it's telling that crypto crashed and NVIDIA is having trouble getting rid of cards right now. 
Well, they're that's that's because their market wasn't really graphics card. They it's weren't really selling graphics cards. They weren't really selling graphics cards for for PCs. They were selling crypto mining and machine learning stuff. That's just and, and and I get that. I mean, they they the GPU has a particular capability that's really good for those two problems, and they exploited that market. That's that's yep. smart. And I I do, but I do think it's also telling that if you go look at um, all of the reviews for graphics cards, uh, a lot of the reviewers just really have a hard time recommending RTX cards. No, well, so there's another phenomenon that occur occasionally. Uh, there's this weird phenomenon that when something gets really premium priced, it becomes rare. People get really excited about it for that reason alone. So I just don't get the sense that these cards are considered that sort of luxury show off your wealth kind of thing. No. That's, th that's actually how you get people to overpay, right? It, it's, you, you have something to awe people with. And they're really impressed that you spent that money on that ridiculous things. And maybe the first generation RTX cards were like that. But yeah, if you're going to pay a premium, you either need to get something out of it. It needs to be an industrial strength thing to solve a big problem, or it needs to be a bit of a, you know, show off kind of thing. And yeah, it sounds and if like you're good, if you want, uh, if you want to play a game where the, you need 120 frames per second because you're playing uh, a competitive game, then you're actually going to turn the settings down. You've turn rtx off the visual quality doesn't matter as much as just the pure raw speed of the number of frames per second well if you're like me and can't tell the difference because you have terrible reflexes of matter anyway yep and i've seen stunning games that don't use rtx i i think the point you're making is that the existing non-rtx approach produces very nice things yes and because they're nice things now you're talking about an incremental improvement as opposed to a, uh, you know, there's technologies which fundamentally move you to the next stage, right? Yep. Hard drive versus floppy disk. That's a big right. change. And you yes. pay for that, right? SSD even yeah. over SSD. hard drive. Exactly. When, when there's a real improvement of the technology, you pay the premium. Yep. When it's just incremental improvements, particularly when those incremental improvements are just steadily incrementally improving, then it and gets I, into kind of this weird thing of... RTX sells as non-incremental improvement. Like it, it, like it sounds like non-incremental. But you're arguing it just isn't. But I feel like it's actually proving to be just an incremental change. Well, and, and the thing is, is that happens. And of course, the marketing department's going to try to... I, mean, oh, I don't blame yeah. the marketing department for trying to sell the cool new thing. That's what, that's what they get paid to do. Right. You know, that's I, heard, I heard you invoke <laughs> marketing. So I thought hey, I'd step I, in. So, so I, I have a complicated, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like a phantom. Whenever you say marketing three times, I step in. <laughs> well, I, I, I have no problem with fundamentally honest or not misleading advertising. I just don't, I don't like repetitive, but it, it, the idea that there should be no marketing is ridiculous. How, how are you, you have to hear about something like it's completely fair to go out and tell people, here's the exciting new things. That's, that's how you get people to know about them. And you definitely want to sell the new thing. That's that's just basic sort of one-on-one. Like, how do you make yourself different than the other person so they'll buy your product? That's normal. So I totally get that. I will say this. It sounds like base. I do not own this process or haven't, don't have that much interest in it because it's too expensive for my taste. It sounds like the people in this space 
have seen it and have, haven't rejected it, but aren't excited about it enough to make the premium something a lot of people are going to pay. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's just, it's not proving to be worth it. And, and, you know, if, if some of our listeners would disagree, I would love to hear about it. It's just, I've been, I guess, a little bit disillusioned. And I'm now no longer willing to shell out the cash that's required for one of these high-end RTX cards. Yeah. That's, I think that's a story in and of itself. So, well, I guess I guess we'll call that conversation there then. Awesome. Um, I am interested in any feedback that, that any of our listeners have, though. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I'm going to restart. Uh, for those that don't know that are listening to this podcast, we actually... Uh, uh, I'm kind of going to talk about it at the end so you can skip this part if you don't want to know, but, uh, we actually come from another podcast that, uh, is a long story. Maybe it'll be for a special episode that we'll talk about how we all came together. Um, but, uh, in our last podcast that we, uh, still do actually, um, we had a water cooler section and I might bring that back where essentially it's kind of a free for all of uh, feedback and just discussion about uh, what we're talking about. And uh, I know Lex always enjoyed it. So, and I did too. I enjoyed listening to people talk about I really, what we're talking I about. I really like the feedback. I, I want to know what I'm doing right, where I come up with bad ideas. As like a correction I wish to make, Atari did not go out of business after the crash of 1984. Apparently they just sort of went off into a corner and eventually it's still there actually. Yeah, they just they weren't still the company they were for you. So it's one of those things where I mean, in my brain, they went out of business, but they didn't. So, nope. so little corrections, little corrections like that, or, or, or oh, you got this wrong. I'd love to hear those kind of things. Yeah, and just what people liked and what people didn't. I, I can't improve if I don't get feedback. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. So, no, hundred percent. Well, this has been the Esoteric Podcast, uh, gaming podcast, and thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, we are available on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, please leave a review on iTunes and make sure you follow us and leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Helps the algorithms know what people like. Um, and as well, tell your friends about us. Uh, let your friends know that we exist. And, uh, and if you're not too familiar with our format, you can ask questions about what we're going to be covering in the next few subjects. We also do have a general suggestions box. So if you would like us to cover our topic, uh, we'll definitely put in the research. We have no problem putting in the research and finding uh, new and different topics that people would like us to chat about. So uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you guys around. Okay, bye.